Business in the Hood is a podcast dedicated to helping low-income minority men and women, entrepreneurs, make their business dreams a reality. So we provide useful information that can easily create a desired outcome. If you're interested in business, then let this information develop your mind and provide you with the tools and skills needed to make your small business dream a reality. This podcast provides useful educational services with the ultimate goal of helping you provide opportunities in under-resourced communities. This is Episode 6, Season 1 of Business in the Hood. In this episode, we will be discussing how does a corporate structure provide advantages and disadvantages to a company and what the major types of corporations are. This is useful information because a lot of people would not give you this information unless they charge you. When people think of corporations, they think, hmm, has to be something major. That's right. They typically think of the majors. I'm talking about well-known companies such as Apple, Netflix, IBM, Microsoft, Alphabet. Now, if you're not familiar with who Alphabet is, they are the parent company of Google. That's right. They own Google. Corporations range in size from large multinationals with thousands of employees and billions of dollars in sales to mid-sized or even smaller firms with a few employees and revenue under $25,000. A corporation is a legal entity subjected to the laws of the state in which it was formed, where the right to operate as a business is issued by a state charter. A corporation can own property, it can enter into contracts, it can sue, it can be sued, it can engage in business operations under the terms of its charter. Unlike sole proprietorships and partnerships, corporations are taxable entities with a life separate from its owners who are personally liable for its debts. Let me tell you about a lady named Emily Stevens. When launching her company, Emily Property Management Services Incorporated, this 32-year-old Emily Stevens realized she needed the liability protection of a corporate form of business organization. Her company specialized in providing customized property management services to mid and upper level corporate executives on extended work assignments abroad, often lasting from three to five years or longer, taking care of substantial properties in the million dollar range and above. And that was no small responsibility for Stevens's company. Therefore, the protection of a corporate business structure, along with carefully detailed contracts outlining the company's obligations, were crucial in providing Stevens with the liability protection that she needed and the peace of mind to focus on running her business without a constant worry. I want you to note that an LLC does not provide unlimited protection. You can still get in trouble for such things as mingling personal and business funds, and that's often done with individuals who start an LLC. You know how you keep hearing everywhere, hey, if you want to start a business, you want to just start an LLC, a lot of times what people do not tell you is that you have to separate your personal from your business. And a lot of times that's not done. People co-mingle the funds and boy, when you co-mingle those funds, uh-huh, you get in 
in a little trouble, trouble. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, let's move on. I want to briefly talk about the incorporation process. Setting up a corporation is more complex than starting a sole proprietorship or partnership. Most states base their laws for chartering corporations on the Model Business Corporation Act of the American Bar Association. Although registration procedures, fees, taxes, and laws that regulate corporations vary from state to state, a firm does not have to incorporate in the state where it's based and may benefit by comparing the rules of several states before choosing a state to incorporate. Delaware is a small state with few corporations actually based there. It's pro-corporate policies make it the state of incorporation for many companies. I'm talking about half of the Fortune 500 companies have incorporated in Delaware. Incorporating a company involves five main steps. Selecting the company's name, writing the articles of incorporation, and filing them with the appropriate state office, and that's usually the Secretary of State. Paying required fees and taxes, holding an organizational meeting, adopting bylaws, electing directors, and passing the first operating resolution. The state issues a corporate charter based on information in the Articles of Incorporation. Once the corporation has its charter, it holds in an organizational meeting to adopt bylaws, elect directors, and pass initial operating resolutions. This has to be done now. But look, listen, bylaws, they provide um, legal and managerial guidelines for operating the firm. Articles of Incorporation, so look, let me run down the bylaws that provide legal and managerial guidelines for operating this firm. Look, you're going to have articles of incorporation, and they're usually prepared on a form that's authorized or supplied by the state of incorporation, although they may vary from state to state just a little bit. All articles of incorporation include key items, and those key items are the name of the corporation, the company's goals, articles of incorporation, the types of stock and number of shares for each type of issue, the life of the corporation, and it's usually perpetual, meaning no time limit on it. You know, it also has minimum investment by owners, methods for transferring shares of stock, address of the corporate office, the names and addresses of the first board of directors. Let me briefly talk about the corporate structure. Corporations have their own organizational structure with three important components, stockholders, directors, and officers. Stockholders or shareholders are the owners of a corporation, holding shares of the stock that provide them with certain rights. They may receive a portion of the corporation's profits in the form of dividends. They can sell or transfer their ownership in the corporations represented by their shares of stock at any time. Stockholders can attend annual meetings, elect the board of directors, and vote on matters that affect the corporation in accordance with the charter and the bylaws. Each share of stock generally carries one vote. The stockholders elect a board of directors to govern and handle the overall management of the corporation. The directors 
set major corporate goals and policies. They hire corporate officers and oversee the firm's operations and finances. Small firms may have as few as three directors, whereas large firms usually have about 10 to 15 directors. I know that's a lot of directors, but hey, somebody has to be directed. You know, hey, get over there. No, not that type of directing. Cut. Okay. The board of large corporations, typically both corporate executives and outside directors, individuals who are not employed by the organization are chosen for their professional and personal expertise. Outside directors often bring a fresh view to the corporation's activities because they're independent of the firm. Hired by the board, the offices of a corporation are its top management and include the president, the chief executive officer, vice presidents, treasurer, and secretary who are all responsible for achieving corporate goals and policies. Officers also may be board members and stockholders. Oh, let me talk about the advantages of corporations. The corporate structure allows companies to merge financial and human resources into enterprises and profit. A key advantage of corporations is that they are separate legal entities that exist apart from their owners. Owners who are stockholders have liability for the obligations of the firm, but is limited to the amount of the stock they own. If the corporation goes bankrupt, creditors can only look to the assets of the corporation for payment. Stockholders of public corporations can sell their shares at any time without affecting the status of the corporation. The life of a corporation is unlimited. Although corporate charters specify a life term, they also include rules of renewal. Because the corporation is an entity separate from the individuals, the death or the withdrawal of an owner does not affect its existence, unlike a sole proprietorship or a partnership. Corporations are also allowed certain tax deductions, such as operating expenses, which reduces their taxable income. Corporations can raise money by selling new shares of stock. Dividing ownership into smaller units make it affordable to more investors who can purchase one or several thousand shares. The large size and stability of corporations also helps them to get bank financing. All of these financial resources allow corporations to invest in facilities and human resources and to expand beyond the scope of sole proprietorships or partnerships. It would be impossible for a sole proprietorship or a partnership to make automobiles, provide nationwide telecommunications, um, to build oil the chemical refineries just not possible you feel me so basically the organizational structure of a corporation is like this you got stockholders right they elect the directors and then the directors they hire the president the vice president the treasurer the secretary all the top management are hired by the directors that are elected by the stockholders you feel me and like i said one vote equals one share of stock. So guess what? If you got 2,500 shares, <laughs> how many votes do you have? Simple mathematics, baby. Simple mathematics. Now, look, let's talk about the disadvantages of a corporation. Although corporations offer companies many benefits, they still 
have disadvantages. Corporations have to pay federal and state income taxes on their profits. In addition, any profits or dividends paid to stockholders are taxed as personal income, although at somewhat a reduced rate. As outlined earlier, forming a corporation involves several steps and costs can run into thousands of dollars, including state filing, registration, licensing fees, as well as the cost of attorneys and accountants. Whew, that account, that, that cost is just too much, man. But look, okay, uh, let's talk about another disadvantage. Unlike sole proprietorships and partnerships, corporations are subject to many regulations and reporting requirements. For example, corporations have to register in each state where they do business and they must register with the Securities and Exchange Commission or the SEC before selling stock to the public. That's right. Unless it's closely held, and that means owned by a small group of um, stockholders, a firm must publish financial reports on a regular basis and file other special reports with the SEC and state and federal agencies. These reporting requirements can impose substantial costs and published information on corporate operations may also give competitors an advantage. Okay, let's talk about types of corporations. The C corporation is the conventional or basic form of corporate organization. Small businesses may achieve liability protection through S corporations or limited liability companies. An S corporation is a hybrid entity allowing smaller corporations to avoid double taxation of corporate profits as long as they meet certain size and ownership requirements. Organized just like a corporation with stockholders, directors, and officers, an S corporation is taxed like a partnership. Income and losses flow through the stockholders and are taxed as personal income. S corporations are allowed a maximum of 100 qualifying shareholders in one class of stock. The owners of an S corporation are not personally liable or the debts of the corporation. A newer type of business entity, the limited liability company, is also a hybrid organization. Like S corporations, they appeal to small businesses because they are easy to set up and not subject to many restrictions. LLCs offer the same liability protection as corporations as well as the option of being taxed as a partnership or a corporation. It was authorized in I think 1977, you can double check it, but I'm almost certain uh, 1977 LLCs, they have become so popular. That's just how it is. Today, most states allow the formation of a LLC. The key takeaways of this episode is that a corporation is a legal entity chartered by a state. Its organizational structure includes stockholders on the corporation, a board of directors elected by the stockholders to govern the firm, and officers who carry out the goals and policies set by the board. Stockholders can sell or transfer their shares at any time and are entitled to receive profits in the form of dividends. The advantages of a corporation include limited liability, ease of transferring ownership, unlimited life tax deductions, and the ability to attract financing. The disadvantages include double taxation of profits, the cost and the complexity of formation and 
governmental restrictions. The Business in the Hood podcast wants everyone to know that low-income minority men and women business owners do not have to be defined by stereotypes. You work tirelessly and sacrifice so much to start and grow your business. You deserve enormous credit for improving your life and working toward creating economic stability for yourself and your family and making your community a better place to live and work. We are building the future right now with our actions. So while others are focused on getting the bag, we focused on getting three of them. You feel me? I'm DJ Hood Shocker, and that's it for this episode of Business in the Hood. I got to remind you to stay focused, stay safe, and support the hood. <laughs> you dig? Boom!